0: How is your mindset these days, my friend? How is your heart, your thoughts, your attitude, your perspective? We are going to dive in today to talk about not only why it matters to have a right perspective as we think about and engage in our day-to-day family life, our, our role as a wife, as a mom, As a woman, as a follower of Jesus, what is a right perspective? Why does that matter? And we're going to dive into four very practical, simple, realistic, everyday activities that we can, and I would argue should, engage in as moms in order to maintain a right perspective, a healthy and holy perspective that helps us actually enjoy family life. Because it can be hard, and it can be exhausting, and it does not always go the way that we think it will, or even the way we think it should. And yet, we can't, we can't, you know, rewind time, and um, we don't get a a do-over with our kids' toddler years. We can't erase the things that have happened in the past. And so we want to have a healthy, God-honoring mindset and a right perspective on the craziness and the stress and the busyness so that we can actually find out what truly matters and love our people. And so that, my friends, is what we're diving into today. Why does it matter? Our mindset and our perspective. Um, What is a right perspective? And then some really practical action steps to help us with the how. How do we maintain a right perspective, especially when it might feel like everything's falling apart around us or I don't have time or (laughs) what the heck is going on? There are some very practical and simple things that we can do that will be helpful. This is continuing our little mini-series here on the Love Your People Well podcast, diving into Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, um, as we take a look at how a wise woman builds her home and kind of the flip side of that, how to avoid being the foolish woman who tears her home down with her own hands. So we're going to take a look at what's going on in that, in our pretty little heads and why it matters and how to make sure it is focused, that our mind and thoughts and heart and attitudes, our perspective are focused in the right direction. So my friend, this is going to be some good stuff, some encouraging stuff and some really practical stuff. So let's dive in to today's conversation well, friends, as we jump into this conversation, I want to um, clarify or, or maybe paint a picture for you of why it is that I'm focusing today on this issue of perspective and mindset. Um, because we've talked already about kind of the big picture. What does it look like when we say we want to build our home? We want to be the wise woman who's building our home. What would that mean? What does that look like? What are some questions we need to ask and think through and have answers to? What are some um, scriptures that help guide our understanding of what home life and family life should look like? So we've done kind of that big picture stuff, but now we're starting to go a little bit deeper and a little bit more practical and I mean really if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time you have probably noticed I really like practical action steps. I like to understand what's going on for myself and and you know I'm a counselor for the women that I work with. I like that understanding piece, that inside insight piece, but having insight and then not doing anything about it is frankly, I mean it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> and I realize There are often things that get in the way, you know, we have to overcome some obstacles and barriers. But at the end of the day, if we're not actually doing something different, then we cannot expect any different outcomes. That would be foolishness. And so that's why I think we need to start with this issue of perspective, how our thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts And and that mindset that we have, it points us in a direction. Hopefully it points us in a healthy and holy and happy direction. It points us where it is we're going to go. And I have seen this time and time again in the counseling room, how important it is for all of us. I mean, not just the women I work with, the couples I work with. I see this for myself all the time as well, how important it is to have a right perspective about the good and the bad, you know, if we're approaching things with a wrong perspective, we're going to get all out of sorts. We're going to start doing the wrong things. We're going to be struggling against bitterness and discouragement, and we're probably not going to be having the healthiest interactions or managing our emotions very well, all because our mindset is in the wrong place. And I have seen this be so powerful when we can make this shift and it really then plays out in many of the other conversations we will have in some upcoming episodes. Um, Again, digging into uh, the weeds, the practical day-to-day action steps to be wise women building up our homes and our family life. That's why we're starting today um, as we get toward the practical stuff, we're starting with building and maintaining a right perspective. Now, I mentioned there that I'm a counselor. I'll give you my usual disclaimer (laughs) that I am a counselor. I'm a therapist licensed in the state of South Carolina. But of course, um, this podcast is not therapy. The resources on the website, you know, none of this is professional advice It is hopeful. Hopefully, it's helpful advice. Hopefully, it's encouraging advice. Um, But I I don't know the ins and outs of your situation, and so I do believe it's important that we're all on the same page, and that is the page that we are on. (laughs) Um, And then I will remind you as well uh, before we really start unpacking this idea of perspective, if you haven't yet downloaded the freebie that I mentioned over the past few weeks. Um, We have a new free resource from Love Your People Well, which are Christian family journaling prompts, diving into the questions that we talked about last week and the scripture references and really helping you unpack in your own personal quiet time with the Lord, um, using these journaling prompts to unpack your thoughts, your values, your priorities, your understanding of what God wants for your family life. So you can grab that freebie over at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash journaling. Um, And then I've also mentioned that there is a deeper devotional going into that same topic. It's called building a home of godliness and joy. Um, So you can start with the freebie or you can just dive right in with that devotional. All of that, of course, is on the website and there's links in the podcast description for this episode. Um, those are not the only freebies and devotionals and such that we have, but those have been uh, really on my heart over the last few months. Um, well, this topic, I should say, has been on my heart over these last few months. And so I've been developing my own personal resources, tools, things that are helping me, and then you know tweaking them to make them applicable for everyone. <laughs> and then um, that is kind of how these... These recent journaling prompts and this newest devotional have been launched into the world. And so it is specifically designed for this little mini series that we are walking through right now. So hopefully you've grabbed your freebie. Hopefully you've already thought a little bit about your own personal why, why family life matters, what you want that to look like day in and day out for you and your people But let's also answer the question about why our mindset matters, why having a right perspective matters. The long and short of it, I would say, is that it matters because family life is a lot of work. I mean, even though it's filled with joy and meaning and purpose, and it's probably something that you have wanted for your entire life. And if you've struggled in any way, maybe you were single longer than you wanted to be, or um, it took you longer than you wanted uh, to have children. You know, if you've been delayed in your family life in any way, then you probably have all the more thought and longing and meaning and joy in now being there. Like you got the guy, you got the kids, you got the home. It's not perfect. I I don't need to know you personally to know it's not perfect because nothing is perfect in this world, but it is wonderful and joyful and so full of promise and purpose, but it is a lot of work. Family life can be very discouraging when we pour in time and energy, you know, given our heart and soul to have that, maybe it's just that wonderful dinner that you spent hours preparing, or maybe it's really throwing your all into your marriage, or, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn to help your kids with something important to them, you know, before the, the day starts, or whatever it is, we pour out our time and energy and emotions. And sometimes it just doesn't go that well, or it's not clicking, or, you know, you have another fight or another miscommunication, and it can be so discouraging. It's easy to get distracted, maybe just by our own stupid choices, like, whoops, maybe I shouldn't have binged Netflix for four hours. I should have gone to bed. Or maybe we're distracted because, oh, I got another ding for my Instagram page. And instead of looking at what my kid is doing, I'm going to glance at my phone. The world is busy. Our schedules are busy. It's easy to get distracted. And even when things are going well, it's probably because there has been a lot of work behind the scenes. And our perspective about family life and why all of this matters is going to have a huge influence on how you respond to definitely to the big moments, but also to the little moments day by day. When you've spent you know, an hour and a half making that amazing dinner and then your toddler takes one bite and says, ew, I don't like this, even though, let's be honest, they loved it three nights ago when you made the exact same thing. All of a sudden they take one bite, ew, I don't want this, and they're whining and they're, you know, throwing their food or whatever they're doing. That's going to be discouraging. That's going to be frustrating. Your perspective on motherhood, on, on the family values of this moment of dinners together or or whatever it is your interactions with each other your perspective there is going to have a big influence on how you respond now yes you might have the perfect perspective but your emotions get the best of you and you don't respond in the best way there are moments like that for sure but big picture we need that right perspective if we can even hope to handle those little frustrating moments that come and go day in and day out. If we even hope to handle them well, we need to have a right perspective. And there's a lot that goes into a right perspective. But I do want to highlight a couple of things um, about what is a right perspective when it comes to your home, your family life, your, um, your marriage and your motherhood. We will, in just a couple minutes, get into the how and get into those some of, some of those practical strategies like I talked about, but let's try to clarify a little bit together first of what is a right perspective. Now, the first thing that I would highlight here, um, because this is a temptation for me, and I, th- I think it's a temptation for all of us, given what I see in Christian circles, um, but the first thing I would highlight about what is a right perspective, a healthy mindset, is um, that we need to have a right approach to God. And what I mean by that is that your time with the Lord, reading the Bible or praying or you know, listening to sermons, reading books, listening to podcasts like this, like your focus on your Christian faith and your spiritual growth needs to be for simply the joy and the good of knowing God, not about what can I get out of this? You know, what am I asking for? Or that immediate jump to, okay, I read this passage of scripture. How does that apply to my life today? Certainly the Lord is still speaking. He's still alive. He's still active. He's going to apply everything we learn from him to our day-to-day lives. But that's not his first and ultimate goal. His first and ultimate goal is that you have a relationship with him. And I think we are often tempted to take a biblical truth or a biblical principle and like immediately look at, well, what does this say about parenting or about marriage or about, um, you know, how I handle my temper or whatever it is. And that's good, but that's not the first thing. Anytime you open the Bible, anytime you're seeking to deepen your faith in some way, first ask yourself that question about what do I learn about God? who he is, his character, his goodness, or maybe it's something we learn about ourselves, which points us toward confession or worship of the Lord. And asking those questions first, before we try to apply whatever it is to our actual day-to-day lives and how we interact with the people around us, that is a right perspective. We see this at the end of Matthew chapter six, um, where it's talking about worry, basically saying, don't worry, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear or what's going to happen. And then Jesus reminds his disciples there, seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these other things will be given to you as well. That is a right perspective. Yes, we can get worried about and distracted by, and we can feel almost like we're drowning in all the details of family life and everything going on there. But to have a right perspective, we are seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. So I wanted to point that out as far as, you know, answering that question of what is a right perspective. And the The second piece that I would highlight there is that it is not a right perspective if it is belittling or putting down uh, really anyone, but definitely I would say yourself (laughs) and your people. It can be easy, I think, at the end of a long day, you know, if you're having maybe some conflict with your spouse or you had a lot of bickering going on with your kids or You just, you know, at the end of the day, you're feeling like, gosh, did I do anything today? Did I check off anything on the to-do list? Did I, you know, handle any of my priorities? It's easy at those moments to feel a sense of guilt or a sense of shame or a sense of blaming. And that is not a right perspective. A right perspective always centers on the truth that God has created you. God created your husband. God created every one of your children, every one of your friends, every one of your co-workers and your neighbors and everyone you interact with. God created each of those people and they matter. They are made in his image. And that includes you, my friend. Sometimes we want to put ourselves at the very bottom of that list. Because we're in our own heads and we know all of our shortcomings and our failings and our struggles and our doubts and all the things we could have done or should have done or wish we had done. God knows all of that too, but it does not change the fact that He made you and He loves you and He has a purpose for you. And so as we dive into this question of how do we get a right perspective, we have to stand firm on the truth that a right perspective starts by seeking God simply for the joy of a relationship with him, not from what we can get from him. And a right perspective is always centered on the truth that you matter and your people matter. You're not going to do everything perfectly. Everyone is going to sin. You're going to hurt each other, disappoint each other, upset each other. Hopefully not all the time. You know, hopefully that is less often than the We're encouraging each other and helping each other and loving each other. But it is impossible in this world to have a relationship that never disappoints and never falls short. And so we have to remind ourselves and stand firm on the true mindset shift, the true perspective that you matter, all these people matter. And so the things you say to each other matter, the things you do matter, the way that you approach each other matters. Family life is a lot of work and so our perspective really shapes how we respond to the big moments and the little moments and it starts with that right perspective starts with that relationship with God and that understanding of the value of each and every person and each and every relationship in your life now we could stop there i think there's great value um as i said at the beginning in having some of that that insight or that understanding of of how all of this kind of plays out in our day-to-day lives. Um, but I really enjoy life more <laughs> when there's a practical, okay, what can I do about this? Because you might very well be sitting there thinking, okay, Jessica, I agree with you that my perspective matters. I agree with you that sometimes, you know, my mindset is a little more focused on what am I getting from God or I'm mad at this person or I'm frustrated about this situation. And so I don't want that to be how I respond to things. I want to have a right perspective. But how do I do that when my kids were up five times last night and I'm tired? How do I do that when we just lost our job and finances are really stressful? How do I have that right perspective when My kids are looking me in the eye while they break a rule, being totally defiant and totally rude. How do I have a right perspective in those hard moments of life or even just the busy moments of life? Because uh, I had a friend just the other day talking with me about how um, her kids are a little older than mine. You know, mine are, are toddlers, and so basically all of their activities are family activities. I'm going to take them. We're going to be doing it mostly together, or I will be right there near them. Um, her kids are a little older and she she was just lamenting that, that season of life where it's like, I spent all day driving them places, drive you to soccer, drop you off, drive you to your friend's house, drop you off, sit in car line for forever in a day, and then pick you up and take you to the next place. And like, and she was just kind of wondering, did I actually spend time with my family? Or did I just chauffeur them around town? Um, In those moments, that's not, you know, a big, like, we had a big fight type of moment. But that can feel really discouraging and frustrating. And like, what's the point of all of this? So whether it's a big moment, a little moment, a we had a fight, or just I'm really busy. In those moments, how do we get the right perspective? Well, I have four strategies for you that I want to walk through. Um, And I really do think these are things you, I mean, really, let me look at all four of them. You could definitely do these every single day. Um, One of them might not necessarily be a daily activity, but no, I take that back. They're all definitely do this every day. It does not take a lot of time. It's totally realistic type of activities. Okay. So the first um, action step, the first practical strategy that I want to highlight is a specific type of prayer. Okay. And I don't mean prayer, like, like, hear me out. Okay. I'm not talking like your Sunday school answer. What's the right answer? We pray. Okay, great. Everything is happy. (laughs) I would specifically encourage you to pray a verse from Psalm 90. And actually on Friday in our Friday faith follow-up this week, I'm going to do a little devotional walking through this entire Psalm. But in Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And this specific prayer is so helpful and so powerful for Christian family life, especially in these years when our kids are young And they just grow up so fast and there's so much change and it is so hard. I mean, you're not getting enough sleep and you're teaching them. I mean, these really basic skills, they cannot manage their emotions very well. They can't maybe have the intellectual conversations (laughs) that you might enjoy when they're a little bit older, but these are the days that you're going to look back on and, and just smile about. I mean, you never talk with a mom who has older kids who's saying, oh man, gosh, when they were three, four, five, six, ugh, those really like, those were the years I struggled through. I do hear that from moms about the teenage years. Now, I don't think that's fair necessarily. Uh, It is not a guarantee that your teenagers are going to rebel and and hate you and have these horrible family dynamics. Um, But we're talking right now about those little years. I have never met a mom who looked back on the little years and thought, oh man, I wish that had gone a little bit faster. Uh, But I have talked with many, many, many moms who look back on those little years and think, man, I wish that I had savored those moments a little bit more. I wish I could go back to the cuteness and, you know, the little tutus and the Lego building and, you know, driving trucks around the playroom all day long, whatever it is your kids are into. And I think that this specific verse from scripture is a wonderful thing to pray. Teach us, O Lord, to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And really, this little series is all about Proverbs 14 being a wise woman who's building up her home. And right here in Psalms, we see that one element of wisdom is that we are correctly and rightly numbering our days. We are appreciating this actual moment that we are in. We're not taking it for granted. We're not, you know, wishing it away, (laughs) fast forwarding through time. We are actually recognizing it, appreciating it. And we need the Lord to help us do that. We need the Lord to teach us how to do that especially in motherhood with these little ones that just require so much energy and so much time. and so that would be my first recommended strategy is every day whether you have an hour to pray and praise be to god cuz i don't know how you manage that or you have 1 minute to pray that's a lot more realistic maybe we whether it's you know an hour or a minute or gosh even probably 15 seconds you can say oh jesus Teach me to number my days so that I may gain a heart of wisdom. This is an incredibly important element of our prayer life, asking God to not only give us that heart of wisdom, but to help us have that right perspective to enjoy this moment he has given us and these people um, in this season of family life. All right, and a second strategy, practical, everyday, totally realistic strategy that I would recommend for you is to use photos to your advantage. (laughs) And this is the one actually that I was saying, oh, is this an everyday type of thing? Uh, Because I wrote it down actually thinking, like, pull out that photo album and look through it. Remember those newborn days, Um, you know, even before that, look back at photos from your wedding day and early on in your marriage, maybe even pulling out photos from before that, women who were influential in your life or your own childhood. Photographs are incredibly powerful at reminding us about what really matters, the happy memories, but also just the the meaning that comes with that history, that shared history that we're building up over time with our people. But I do expect this is a daily opportunity, a daily strategy, a very easy strategy, because odds are, my friend, you have photos hanging on a wall or framed and sitting on a shelf, or I am absolutely confident of this, you pull that phone out of your pocket and you probably have 5,000 photos that you can scroll through anytime you want. Yeah, you can pull out that fancy photo album. Um, I... Gosh, I used to love scrapbooking when I was younger. And now it's more like, let me make that online photo book. But I do like having that tangible photo or, or page of photographs to look at. Um, I enjoy that, but I don't need that for this strategy to still work. Look at those photos. Don't just glance at them as you're walking by. Don't just take a million photos on your phone and then never look at them again. Take just a, a moment every day especially maybe when you're finding yourself getting frustrated, you're looking that kid in the eyes as they spill their juice box or whatever it is. Well, lift your eyes a little bit and look at that photo of them right in the background of, you know, your fun family trip to the beach or whatever it was. Let those photographs remind you of happy moments and remind you of what really matters. We take those photos and we hang them up because we saw a a split moment of time that we thought, I love this person, or this is so funny, or I want to remember this. You know, there's a reason you took that photograph. And there's probably a reason, especially if it's hanging on your wall, or you took the time to frame it or print it out. There's a reason you chose that photograph. So strategy number two, look at those photos and actually reflect on that memory or that moment or let them be a reminder to you that what really matters is not this little moment right in front of you, this little frustration or this little, you know, you go for the fifth cup of coffee and oh my gosh, there isn't any left and you're wondering how am I going to make it through the afternoon? Well, take a moment and look at that photo and let it energize you and motivate you. So we've talked about prayer. We've talked about photographs. The third strategy that I want to highlight for you is not original to me, um, but it's actually from a book called 936 Pennies, Discovering the Joy of Intentional Parenting. And I will put a link to this in uh, the the show notes. If you go to the blog on the website, um, I'll try to remember to put a link in the description for this episode as well. And full disclosure, I have not read this book, 936 pennies, but my mother-in-law read this book years and years and years ago. Now, maybe it's based on an older book. I don't know. Um, But when her youngest was little, they, they did this. They put 936 pennies in a jar, which I guess is every day that you have with your child before they're 18. And they, you know, theoretically leave home, move out on their own. And she really enjoyed, and her daughter, you know, my sister-in-law, they really enjoyed just the, the reminder that those pennies gave them as every day they took a few out. I don't know if they did it literally every day or every year on her birthday or something, but watching those pennies slowly disappear was very helpful for them in reminding them, we do not have forever with this season of life. You're not going to be in our home for that much longer. And I remember her telling me once about how when they took that last penny out when she turned 18, they cried. I mean, it was a very happy cry, a very like we did it type of crying. But that was very meaningful for them. And so, I recommend this book. I'm I don't do this personally, but I think that is a great strategy idea is finding some sort of visual reminder like pennies in a jar that can visually show you how fleeting time is, how fast it goes. You can cross days off on a calendar. Um, Now, there's a, a variety of ways you could do this type of idea. I think it's similar in some ways to like a gratitude jar that people talk about at Thanksgiving. You know, every day or however often writing down something you're thankful for, you put it in the jar and then every so often you pull them out and you look at them praise God for them, you remember them, you smile about them. Um, I don't think this only has to be pennies, but uh, but I had a little theme going with the peas, you know, prayer and photographs and pennies. But something that visually shows you time is passing and it feels slow. And, you know, every day when you take one penny out of the jar, that doesn't feel like such a big deal. You don't notice a big change in the jar, but that penny is gone that day is gone. You're not getting it back. And over time, you really do notice the quantity of pennies in that jar is slowly shrinking down. Now, I do think some people have a personality where that might be depressing for them, (laughs) or like, Create a sense of panic for them. If that's your personality, skip right over this strategy, okay? There's nothing magical about it. You don't have to do it. Um, But I do often think there is value in the visual reminder of time passing to help you keep that perspective and enjoying and investing in the time that you have today. And finally, the fourth everyday practical strategy that I would suggest is the pause. You knew it would start with a P, right? We've got prayer, photographs, pennies, and pause. And what I mean by pause is don't rush through every moment of your day. It might feel like you have to, (laughs) to get it all done. You might feel that pressure, like uh, there's five, five things to do and I have time to do two of them. And like, how am I going to survive? I don't care. I'm telling you, to pause. And I have personally found this really meaningful lately as my littlest, he is eight months old now. And, uh, he had a a period of time where he slept all night, like 12 hours. It was amazing. And then we went on a little trip and he has not been doing that since then. He's been waking up at least once, sometimes twice, sometimes even more often to nurse at night. He will not take a bottle anymore, you know, whatever. So he's... (laughs) He's waking up at night, interrupting my sleep, you know, and there's this part of me thinking you shouldn't be doing this anymore. You know, how do I fix this? How do I stop this? But when I changed my perspective to actually enjoy that small pause with my little guy, you know, I'd be pretty confident he's our last child. He does not get a whole lot of just individual snuggle time during the day because he's got three older siblings who need a lot of time and attention and distract him as well as me. Looking at those little midnight nursing sessions as a pause to just connect with him, enjoy him, be present in that moment with him, that totally changed my perspective and therefore my attitude (laughs) about that uh, lack of sleep, you know, losing a little bit more sleep again when I had finally gotten it back and then I lost it. I was not happy about that for a little while. And then recognizing this as a God given, biology driven, because he's genuinely hungry, <laughs> approach or, you know, this God given little moment to pause and connect with my sweet little son totally changed really everything. Because now when I'm tired in the middle of the day, I can think about that as well. I don't have to grumble about, oh gosh, I had to get up twice last night to feed the baby. I can smile and say, I got to get up twice last night and snuggle with the baby and feed the baby. And yes, I will enjoy the day that I'm sure will be coming soon when he is sleeping all night, when I don't have to get up to nurse him. You know, We don't have that part of our relationship. But right now, I would much rather enjoy that to take the moment to pause than feel burdened by that or complain about that or grumble about that. And in all honesty, that was my natural response. That was my first response. And it took the Lord's prompting and a little bit of time to change my perspective there. But I see this all day long as well. When the days are busy and the kids are being crazy And, you know, my older son is really in this phase of like, let me gather all, all the toys, all the junk, all the stuff in this corner of the room. And I'm going to call it my house or my car or my jail. And it's a giant mess. And if anyone touches it, he's going to freak out because he built it. He created it. That's frustrating for the purposes of cleaning and tidiness, but he's not going to do that forever. Can I pause with him and celebrate? You built a really cool house that no one can get in except for you. And I'm sure that's part of the joy in his sweet little toddler brain. But taking those moments to pause, to put down the dirty dish that I'm washing and make eye contact with my kid, to pause from scrolling through social media and put the phone down and go ask my child, do you want to read a book? Do you want to color a picture? Do you want to do this little activity that I know you enjoy? And you ask me to do it all the time. But how often do I ask you? And to pause when your husband gets home from work, to give him a smile and give him a kiss and ask him how his day was. If you don't have 30 seconds to pause at the end of the workday when he comes home and greet him like that, then there are bigger things going on in your life. And you're not going to be able, most likely, to have a right perspective because you're simply too busy. And so that is my fourth suggested strategy. So let me recap those for you. And of course, you can always kind of read through these in more of a blog style over at the website. That's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash blog. (laughs) Uh, This is episode 116. So that would be forward slash 116 if you want to jump right to today. But those four action steps for how to maintain a right perspective are prayer, specifically Psalm 90 verse 12, looking at your photographs, um, having a jar of pennies or some sort of visual reminder of time passing and taking that moment to pause. Don't rush through every day, all day long. Pause with your people and enjoy those little moments. Now you might hear the kids knocking in the background. Nap time is over. So my friends, we are going to wrap this up and we will be back on Friday to do a little devotional through Psalm 90. But until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.